Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. قلب سليم ساوند هارت السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome to Colburn Salim Sound Heart on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM I'm Taslima Ali and inshallah I'll be with you until 4pm today and I'm with you Monday to Thursday inshallah well it's time for Madrasa on Air and joining us in studio now is Molina Mohammed Ismail Tofi, assalamu alaikum, Molina. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to Colvin Salim. Alhamdulillah, shukran for the invite, mashallah. I appreciate it. Well, we look forward to um, to be in your company and in your wisdom, inshallah. But Molina, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, myself, I completed in Qasim al-Ulum, Falapi, uh, and uh, the Ustads known as Molina Ismail Ali, Yunus Arouda, Anwar Peters, Ashraf Namara, and all of them. Um, yes, in, uh, I'm currently also doing some uh, studies in theology with UWC. Oh, mashallah. Yes, your um, BA honors. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Molina, while we're wanting to get uh, to know you a bit more, I think we're going to um, go in for a quick ad break, and inshallah, when we come back, we get to learn a bit more about Molina Muhammad Ismail Tofi. Inshallah. Mashallah, the 3rd of Ramadan, 1438, and in studio with me is Molina Muhammad Ismail Tofi. Molina, just before the break, you were telling us a bit about yourself, that you had originally started in Newcastle. Qasim uh, Ulum. It's actually okay. a branch of uh, Newcastle. Um, oh, okay. When they started out in, I think it was about 1995 or six or something, when they started the madrasa, they made uh, Mashura with uh, Molina Sima. Qasim Sima, the principal at the time of, of Newcastle. Okay. And that's how they started this branch in Cape Town. Oh, mashallah. So my initial intention was to go to Newcastle, but when they started, so I went there. You know, oh, it's part of, That's where the name also came from, from Qasim Sima as well. Yes. You know, because his name was Qasim, so they made it Qasim al-Ulum. And, and I understand that you have been teaching between 16 and 17 years at the Goodwood Prison, mashallah. Um, actually, at Goodwood Prison, I'm now currently there for 11 years. Oh, um, and I've been teaching often in Madrasa for about 16, 17 years. Oh, mashallah, mm-hmm. mashallah. So. That's that's amazing, and of course you're currently doing your BA honors in theology. Yes. Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa taala make it easy and um, successful. Um, inshallah, Amin. So, um, Maulana, we of course here for Madrasa and A. Yes, definitely. So, you want to tell us a bit about where you are currently and what we we're going to be doing today? Um, today, Inshallah, I would like to just focus on an introduction on on what we are going to do, Inshallah. Inshallah. Um, the idea is. It's the month of Ramadan, Shahru Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fi al-Qur'an. The month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this Qur'an. So with the revelation of the Qur'an, Qur'an is normally the pertinent point of of, of um, the month of Ramadan. However, um, what we see at times is that um, 
within the Muslim community, there is this distance from the Quran. You know, um, and what I mean by that is we're very in touch with the recitation in the, like we say, the Bata. You know, so we, 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 we're very in touch with that. We learn how to recite the Quran. But as far as the understanding of the Quran goes, there is uh, little to none. You know, when it comes to that part. And this is actually why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this Quran. Like it says in the particular verse, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fi al-Quran, nas. It's guidance for mankind. But we are mostly focused on the rewards that we're receiving from reciting the Quran alone. Mm-hmm. And subhanallah, uh, Taslima, I don't know if you ex- ex- experienced this before. Um, when you start reciting the Quran, uh, you studied Arabic? Not Arabic. Oh, I'm interviewing you right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm here as your student. Oh, subhanallah. Mm. Um, but once you start understanding the Arabic of the Quran, yeah, you start reciting the Quran, and doesn't matter how many times you went over it. Mm. There's always some new lesson that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, just flashes in front of you. That this is something that's important to you, and it's like. Uh, I can remember when um, uh, Nabi Sallallahu passed away, um, when we read the story, um, Nabi Sallallahu passed away. Sallallahu Umar radiallahu an was one of the Sahaba that went, you know, off his mind. Mm. Anyone says that Nabi Sallallahu passed away, I'm going to deal with him. And then people were crying and they were in disarray and everyone was worried, you know, what's going to happen now? And, but then Abu Bakr radiallahu anhi came mm-hmm. for the very first time amongst the Sahaba after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away. Then Abu Bakr radiallahu anhi, Umar radiallahu anhi is saying these words, no one dare say that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away. And Abu Bakr comes and he says, Umar, Umar, and Umar is not taking note of what he has to say. And then he ascends the mimba. And then he says, quotes the famous verse that was quoted by him, Makana Muhammad. Um, uh, what does the verse go now? Makana Muhammad Aba Ahadim Rasul. No, 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 that's not the part. Um, basically, the verse translates that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that um, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is but the missions of Allah. Is it that if he dies, is it that if he dies or something happens to him that you will turn away from the religion? And then at that moment, some of the Sahaba, like Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, I think, he mentions that we've heard this verse so many times. But that moment when um, Abu Bakr, when he recited this verse, it was as if I've heard this verse for the very first time. And this is, uh, this is what happens when... Many times when I recite the Quran, we do the khatam in Ramadan and other times, and then you recite the Quran and there's a particular verse, it stands out, and it's like, subhanallah, it's the first time I'm reading this verse. Mm. Where, did, where did this verse come from? It's, you know, but you've read the Quran many times before. And this is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. The more a person gets connected with the Quran, you see in, in, in your life you're in different places. Yes. You know, sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you lose your job, sometimes certain things happen. Now, the more you recite the Quran, the more certain things stands out. Mm. And this is basically what we 
or at least myself, I would like to do, inshallah, is to get ourselves connected with the Quran. In my visits in my area in Pagud, um, I find that sometimes you go to Christian people's houses, people that is church-going people. Then what we see is the person who is a church-going person, he has his Bible, mm-hmm. and within his Bible, there is so many places that is bookmarked. You know, this place is interesting, this verse is interesting, and that particular verse is interesting. You know, so people are very in touch with the Bible. Mulgate, you were talking to us about the homes that you visit in Parkwood. Yes. So, when it comes to the homes that I visit, sometimes Christian people, and I have a lot of Christian friends, um, especially the church-going ones, and then you will find people the Bibles is bookmarked, bookmarked at various different places, mm. a lot. And I asked them, what is this? You know, this is the verses that stands out to me the most. And I like it, you know, when I read my Bible, I get that. And this is, a, and this was something that was to me, subhanAllah, I've never seen, or not never, I hardly see this in a Muslim's house, where the Muslim has his translation Quran, and they sit with the translation Quran, and there's various places bookmarked. Mm-hmm. There's one person I've, that is very close to me. It's my father-in-law. Oh, um, he studied under uh, Sheikh Dafir Naja, oh, uh, evening school, and he studied Arabic, etc. Yeah. So what he would do is he would have his translation Quran, read the Quran, and then when a verse, something is familiar to him, then he would go to translation Quran and he would make bookmarks. Right? Uh-huh. This verse is interesting, this verse is interesting. If need be, then he would... When I, you know, come visit and then he would tell me, Ismail, listen here, what, what's the understanding of this verse? Can you give me the explanation around this verse? But hardly do I find Muslims in general yeah. sitting with their Quran translation and reading. Mm-hmm. And this is where we, many a times, we um, get lost with the Quran. We focused on the Arabic, we focus on the uh, rather the, the Bacha, and we focus on the way the Qirat is. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about the rewards of Jannah and Jahannam, we hardly hear it. You know, so this is part of what I would like to do, inshallah, is to encourage this, whereby we go to the translation Quran, and we open it up, and we start reading. Mm. I don't know if you've, you've heard about um, Jeff Lang, um, how he embraced Islam is an American a mathematician, teaches at university, and he explains um, his experience with the Quran. Yeah. In actual fact, he starts by explaining how he was a Christian as a youngster, what made him go to um, atheism, mm. and then after atheism, coming back to, you know, the Deen of Islam, what brought him to the Deen of Islam. So he starts explaining, you know, what what led him to go to atheism, you know, his father being unkind to his mother, beating her, etc. And then eventually he decides, no God for me. He's done with God because if this is the way God treats people, then I don't want anything to do with God. Then eventually on university, he meets a person, Muslim, that introduces the Quran to him. And this is the interesting part about him. He starts reading the Quran. He comes to the place in Surah Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about when we created Adam, etc. And it's about 11 verses. Subhanallah. 
when I watched that video, I couldn't believe the insight this man had when reading the Quran. And that was only the English translation. And he went back and forth over these 11 verses because it spoke about Adam, the angels. And I recommend people to, if they can, inshallah, get the video of Jeff Lang, How We Embrace Islam. It's on YouTube also. People can type it in also, research it. And just see how he spends on that about 11 verses the amount of time thinking, pondering, and it's through those 11 verses mm. where Allah speaks about the creation of Adam, Shaitan, making them slip in Jannah, etc. How he goes back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually this ends him up entering into Islam. Oh, and, and, and when a non-Muslim does this to your Quran, <laughs> it should be something to reflect on. Indeed, indeed. You know, so... This is part of the reason why, you know, this is an inspiration for me to, you know, to hopefully do this program, inshallah. Inshallah. So, Maulana, you were giving us a bit of an insight of what we are going to be uh, doing over the next few, over the series, inshallah. inshallah. Well, so, uh, Maulana, do you want to add on to that? Just to continue on what I was saying, mm. if, if that's okay. Yes. Personal experiences of people that I've there's a person that attends the Saturday class. He used to attend it. What's a Saturday class? Um, What's the Saturday it's for Everts. Oh, okay. uh, people in Mashallah. Embrace Islam. I'm currently doing it uh, with Discover Islam. Okay, mashallah. So, mashallah, yes. Um, he explained to me, Ashik is his name. I asked him how he embraced Islam. Mm. So, he started explaining, you know, he was confused and what happened and, you know, the religions was all playing in his mind and then. Islam started attracting him and then it came eventually we couldn't anymore and he decided no I need to speak to God I need to speak to Allah Sahih. and he said ya Allah God please guide me what is right here what must I do and then he says that he went to go sleep that night in his dream Quran is shown to him this is not my story. I'm not making this it's up. His, it's it's Ashik's it's story. Ashik's, yes. I'm not making and it up. And what the name also. Yeah, subhanAllah. So then he says that he wakes up and the very first thing he does, because he got the translation Quran from someone, mm. he opens it up. And as he opens it up, he reads a verse that says to him, how many signs are you going to look for? You know, and he subhanAllah, asked for a sign. that's like goosebumps. Yes, and he asked for a sign. In this, he opened the Quran. Mm. And at the very place where it opens, it says, how many signs are you going to look for? <laughs> you know, and that just struck him and he said, no, I have to embrace this religion. And then he came to embracing Islam. And wallahi taslima, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing the work himself. If we don't want to invite people to this deen, Allah will invite people using the Quran, not even using our da'wat. You know, in many times, we would like to think that it's because of my da'wat. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even doing a, a fantastic job with the translation of the Quran and not even the Arabic. But the reality is people are not in touch with the Quran. I gave a pastor at Kudut Prison uh, a translation Quran. He asked me for one. I gave him one. It was about, I think, the next week when I came back again. And then... Imam, thank you for that Quran, man. You know, 
I've been reading the Quran, this is his words, I've been reading the Quran, I, I, I read the first chapter, uh, I think you call it uh, Fatiha, Fa Fatiha, so I said yes Fatiha, and, and uh, uh, Bakara, Bakara, so I said yes that's Al-Bakara, and I'm now busy with Ali Imran, and he's reading, I've never heard of a Muslim, quite recently I did, but I've never heard of a Muslim before reading the Quran from cover to cover, the translation one. You know, where they reap the rewards, not only the rewards, but also the benefits in understanding of the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. You know, so many a times people, they, they focus on the Arabic, but the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is must. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, speaking about salah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about zakah, and various other things where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about good conduct, and all of these things, we sometimes miss the boat. You know, and we, we, we tend to forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance is there in the Quran and not only the rewards that we get when we're reciting it. You know, so there's another friend also that uh, attends the, uh, I hope he's listening, I would like to have him here one day inshallah to tell his story, Bilal is his name. Um, uh, uh, he explained, he's actually white, a uh, white guy, and he explained his story, you know, how he embraced Islam, etc. When I got him recently in this year, when he came to the class, he told me, you know, Molina, I'm currently busy with the third time going around in the translation Quran that I have. And subhanAllah, each and every time I go around the Quran, it's like new things coming up. And I, I, I keep on asking myself, oh, wow. what did I miss the first time? Yes. Why is it standing out now? Yeah. You know, and, and this is... The, the thing that we're missing, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so many hidden jewels within the Qur'an in this continuous guidance, you know, and we're missing it. Um, one person that was very, that's very close to me also, um, normally keeps in contact with myself and uh, it's my cousin. Uh, she explained to me, you know, what brought her back to, you know, practicing Islam and it was the Qur'an. She started reading the translation Quran and the guidance that she received from the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, started slowly wearing the scarf, changing her clothes, etc. Starting to live like a Muslim. Currently she's studying. I think she, um, Sheikh, uh, they did the program, what's his name, Sheikh, um, here in the afternoons, uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. I'm not too sure who was on uh, before us. Yeah. But so that sheikh is teaching her on a Saturday. Oh, mashallah. You know, and, and, and she told me that she's studying on a Saturday, learning Arabic and doing the translation, Quran, and all of these things, all through where it started, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book. You know, so this book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only made it beautiful, for recitation purposes, but it's also there's guidance. But I ask myself sometimes, why is it that people is not reading the translation Quran? Mm. Um, could it be, I don't know, could it be that perhaps people is too afraid? You know, because many times we, we hear, and rightfully so also, we don't do whatever we want with the Quran. Right? We respect it, and we revere it, and also, um, you don't just translate loosely whatever you think, it, you know, we go to the ulama, learn at the, the feet of the ulama. So I'm asking myself, is this probably or maybe the problem 
the people have why they're not reading the translation because or maybe a collection of things because i mean Bolina in cape town as i was mm. telling you during the break it's so common um for for people to learn how to recite the quran but they don't understand or know arabic yes. and so some i'm sure feels that oh the quran must only be recited in its authentic language which is yes. arabic but i think your invitation is amazing and i think it's uh, it's something that we should all take up but not only to read it like you were saying early on the example of the brother that had embraced islam how he looked at each section that he's reading yes. and really tried to understand it but that then takes us into something else which is the interpretation of the quran yes yeah so merlin now we've been speaking about the holy quran and obviously um how we recited and being able to understand the Quran and making that 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 effort to try and read up on the meaning so yeah. that you could actually connect with the Quran. But you know, well, then what's also something that just so stands out that whether you understand the Arabic or you don't, the Quran is embodied so with Allah's rahmah that it touches your heart in so many ways. And, and it truly does. I read an article on on on. Uh, Google once um, Khalid Baig, he wrote the article um, it was about um, Qari Abdul Basit and subhanallah when he went to, I think it was in America and he recited to non-Muslims mm. and we know Qari Abdul Basit, you know he recited to non-Muslims and it brought a tear to their eyes you know, just the, the way he recited it um, it, it, on one occasion, we went to the um, my friend had uh, some braai thingy, and we were playing. Um, I can remember uh, Sheikh Abu Bakr Shatri, and we reciting. He was reciting the the verses or the surah Waqia uh, and Surah Rahman. These two surahs, and we know Abu Bakr Shatri also melodious voice, beautiful, nice and the two non-Muslims that were standing there. They were standing in awe. You know, subhanallah. Okay, not subhanallah, but this is amazing. Do you, do you guys understand what they were, what, what they're saying? Because it's so beautiful and tranquil, and you know, and they just wanted to know. So yes, definitely, we we don't deny and dispute that the yes. Quran is amazing, whether it's in recitation or whether it's in translation as well. Yes, you um, just to touch a little bit more on the um, the fear part that we sometimes have with the if there is such a thing, yes. um, but um, perhaps people do feel, and rightly so, that they shouldn't do anything when it comes to the translation of the Quran. That I can't make my own thing, because there is verses where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also indicate to us, you know, don't like um, there's a verse that uh, oh. Uh, father recited quite recently in a masjid where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَالَّذِي أَنزَلَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ مِنْهُ آيَةٌ مُحْكَمَةٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says It is He, Allah, who revealed the book upon you, O Muhammad مِنْهُ From it, آيَةٌ مُحْكَمَةٌ is clear verses right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says هُنَّ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ That is the foundation of the book so here the clear verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to is the verses for example like um, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is one 
where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about five times daily prayers, or where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about giving zakah, all of these things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes clear. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the final prophet. So these things are made clear in the Quran. These are the uh, ayatul muhkamat, the ayats that is clear. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says further, وَأُخْرَ mutashabihat. Then there are those verses that is not so clear. And then Allah says, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ As for those people who have deviation in their heart, فَيَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ they follow those things with their desires that, you know, to, to, to the verses that is not so clear. They follow it with their desires. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ibadigha al-fitna. And they, 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 they want to create fitna. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns against. Where people go to the Quran with their hawa. And, you know, subhanallah, I saw once on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Sheikh Jifri, Ali Jifri. Mm. Um, he was interviewing this youngster, all the whole show in, 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 in Arabic. And this youngster, he was asking Sheikh Ali Jifri, why do you, the ulama, make things so difficult? In the sense that uh, nikah literally means, and I'm, you know, and I have to use the word, um, uh, relations with, with women. Literally, it means relations with women, intercourse. So he's saying, why do you ulama make it so difficult? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you know, فَانْكِحُوا مَا طَابَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَامَ مَثْنَ وَثُلَاثَ وَرُبَعَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, have relations with women. He's translating it in his understanding of the Arabic language. Have relations with women as you wish, two, three, four. So he says, yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you know, have intercourse. Why are you saying we must get married? The youngsters, Sheikh oh. Ali Jifri was stunned, you know, for the statement of this youngster, because this is exactly the example of people going to the Quran and misinterpreting. misinterpreting. You know, so definitely there should be this where we don't go with our desires in mm. our hawa mm. and interpret Quran the way we see fit. So definitely there should be that caution. Another article that was written by um, uh, Sheikh Nuhamim Keller. Yeah, so Maulina, our last few minutes on this segment. Yes, inshallah. What would you like? Just a few guidelines that Sheikh Nuhamim Keller, you know, because sometimes we, we, we tend to think, um, no, we shouldn't go to the Quran and read the translation because I, must, I'm, I might misguide myself. Or, you know, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Quran a guidance. But now sometimes we think, it might muskin for khan. So what does Nuhamim Kala say? He says that he writes an article, he wrote an article on why Muslims uh, should follow mother. Right? In that article, he gave, he gave three reasons, or rather he states that the knowledge we take from the Qur'an is of several types. Right? Then he says, number one, knowledge of belief. So knowledge of belief, he says that everyone should read that, and everyone should understand it, and everyone should follow what they read there of belief. Right? And then he says, you get the general knowledge, the knowledge like... Zakah, Salah, good and evil, morals, all of these things. Right? And then he says that you get knowledge that is um, specific details of Islamic jurisprudence and, you know, intricacies. 
Mm. So he says, with these things, you go to the ulama. But for the bulk of the Qur'an, you're allowed to go to the Qur'an and read the translation. Imagine we're giving translation Qur'ans at prisons and wherever we go, we're giving translation Qur'ans to everyone to read. Read the Qur'an, it will be guidance for you. But the person who's giving the Qur'an is not reading the Qur'an himself. You know, so that's like, you know, what are we doing? Is the message for him or is the message for myself as well? So, with this, he says that when it comes to specific knowledge of deen, then yes, we go to the ulama. So I might be reading the translation Qur'an. And yeah, I find there's this particular verse here that says this. But no, I don't understand. It's not so clear. Mm. So we go to the alim. We go to the learned person. And subhanallah, we would find sahaba radiallahu anhum, they doing the same thing to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At times, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, certain verses would be revealed. You know, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, you know, you shouldn't make dhulm with your iman. And then the Sahaba, they worried because now, how can we not? Because everyone is transgressing. So how, how, how will we be free from this? So they go to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then they, they ask Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the meaning. Now imagine, he's an Arab who's going to another Arab mm. to ask Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the meaning of Arabic. Yeah. You know, so yes, definitely there are certain parts of the Quran whereby if I'm reading, then yes, I need to go to a learned person. Mm -hmm. I may be not understanding this. Then we go to the learned person, then we go ask him and we see what he has to say. But then there are the general messi messages that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving, you know, reminders, beautiful reminders. One person opening up the Quran and it has this, you know, like I said, of this one person embrace Islam, yes. how many signs will you be looking for? You know, we can make the Quran every day for the month of Ramadan. Take out the message, open the Quran, and see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you as a message. You know, when you're running to a brick wall, Nabi Islam encouraged us when you, 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 you face with some difficulty, you know, you always go to make salah, two rakahs of salah, and ask mm -hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it is something as simple as a shoelace, you know, even if it is something as simple as a shoelace. shoelace. So when you even have to go for a shoelace to make two rakahs salah, you know, when you have a difficulty in, in anything in your life, you make two rakahs salah. So when you want to speak to Allah, you make salah. When you want Allah to speak to you, you read the Qur'an. So after you make your salah, you open the Qur'an and you will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings peace and tranquility to you. So inshallah with this uh, series, inshallah, I would like to focus on, you know, certain hidden jewels within the Qur'an. Uh, not hidden jewels, but certain jewels. It is sometimes not um, mentioned or sometimes not mentioned in the tafsirs or the translations of the Quran that we have at home. You know, just to highlight it, what the tafsir say, what the different tafsirs say pertaining to this particular verse or this particular ayat or the surah even. You know, what was the background? Why was it revealed? You know, what is the differences between, for example, uh, Madani verses versus it was revealed in Medina, Makki verses versus it was revealed in Makkah. You know, in how do we look at these verses? Mm. So this, inshallah, would hopefully be the and uh, the aim to to get us more familiar with our book that we love so most and dearly when it comes to the month of Ramadan and even out to get us familiarized with the Quran, inshallah. 
Inshallah. Well, that sounds quite exciting, Molina. If you've just tuned in, it's Molina Mohammed Ismail Tofi. He's just given us a brief on what we can be expecting over this month of Ramadan, Monday to Thursday, Inshallah. That is after two on Colwyn Salim's Madrasa on air. Molina, we look forward to spending these days in your company and Inshallah, inshallah um, sharing in your wisdom. Inshallah. I mean, I would like just to um, also uh, take this opportunity to say shukran to um, uh, Voice of the Cape for affording me the opportunity and that um, for anyone who's interested in the translation Quran inshallah we will be I will be giving a website tomorrow inshallah I don't have it in right now but I will be giving it tomorrow inshallah IDP Imam Development Project they have a website that we go to, you can go to and you can follow the link and inshallah they will provide the translation Quran to anyone inshallah who's interested inshallah that's quite exciting well shukran Molina for joining us on Colbun hey, Salim and we look forward to being in your company tomorrow inshallah, inshallah. and um, have a beautiful iftar with the family inshallah inshallah i think um we we have about a minute or so to spare so we're quite excited molina that we'll be doing this series especially mm-hmm. in this month of quran okay. where so many more um um have taken to open the quran in fact yes yes there are many that are opening it for the first time yes and uh, it it sometimes becomes um, a race Morgana, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we people just want to make the hatam. And so I'm really, really happy that you've decided to motivate us to actually look at meaning, to read the English and be quite surprised that it speaks to absolutely everyone. Yes, definitely, inshallah. Just to end off, inshallah, quick, quick. Uh, There's there's this one saying that I've read Mm. where they say, if you have a personal friend, Mm. you know, then you will share everything with that personal friend. You know, that close bosom friend that you have, then you share all your secrets. Mm. You know, but if you meet someone casually then you won't see share the most deeper secrets yes. now with the Quran exactly the same thing you make the Quran your bosom friend all the secrets of the Quran all the jewels will be revealed to you but if you're just using it casually you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't share the deeper secrets with us Subhanallah. Mm. well you know Malina, earlier on when you were speaking and you were speaking about the people in Baku that you visit and you tend to note how they read the Bible so when I was at school I had a friend that wasn't a Muslim and I just want to end off on this note because inshallah tomorrow we'll be in your company that she would randomly open the Bible at any page and that would be her message for the day mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people could try that today and open the Holy Quran and yes, that would be your not? message for the day yes definitely well definitely, Malina will be back tomorrow inshallah it's been absolutely amazing and inshallah we'll be learning so much more tomorrow assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah قلب سليم ساوند